This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What is going on in your world? Well, it's like this 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 week it's all about um Battle Angel Alita. <laughs> no, not yeah. um, Alita Battle Battle Angel. It's Battle Angel Alita. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> there was a movie, right? But we all know that there or that's the the origin of it is a manga. Yes. It's like this is I mean like for a lot of people, like myself included, it's like it's like the uh like the great great white hope for um battling for um live action anime adaptations for like the last couple decades really has been um James Cameron taking on Battle Angel Alita. Because we all heard about how after he um his success of Titanic, he even went and acquired the rights to um Kishiro's um classic um cyberpunk manga. And you know, it's like for the guy who um who gave us um Aliens and the Terminator movies, you know, it's like this seems like a perfect mix of talent to material. I mean, like a guy who like who was like who would give us like, you know, lots of um great um like strong female protagonists in the form of like um Sigourney Weaver's um Ellen Ripley in the sequel, it's like and it's like Linda Hamilton's it's like character in the Terminator film. It's like okay, this is like for the like for a guy who could do um, like like Alita Justice in live action, we thought that Cameron was going to be our guy. And then um, we waited, we waited for years. It's like okay, it's like we. And then um, like while it seemed like Alita was going to be, you know, his Titanic follow-up. Well, then um, Avatar came along, and then well, that kind of consumed him. It's like for a good long while after that. And then um, after Avatar came out, we thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, it's like, like he's gotten that out of the system. Now, now maybe we'll get Alita now. And then, oh, well, he's got, you know, like four um, Avatar sequels after this. Okay. So we'll see how this goes. And then a couple of years ago, it was, like, it was announced that um, Robert Rodriguez of, De- it's like of Desperado, um, From Dust Till Dawn, Sin C- and Sin City fame, and the Spy Kids movies, and in city as well well it's like he was going to be um taking the reins from the project you know it's like even though it's like you know cameron was going to be like so i mean as honest producer and co-writer of the it's like like of the whole thing it's like well okay well maybe this will turn out all right and you know what i saw the movie it's like um during during some um, during wednesday night and previews and um hey you know it's good it's like Considering the extremely low bar that um, live-action anime has set for itself over the past couple of decades, I mean, you know, I didn't hate um, Ghost in the Shell. It's like, but um, I wouldn't say it's like you know something that people should like actively seek out as like a misunderstood classic or anything. But I, I did enjoy the um, the live-act um, live-action Battle Angel Alita. It's like I, the thing is though, it's like it's got. Like I said, the, the visual effects are fantastic. Are fantastic. The acting um, from the main character, from all the um, principal actors, is is solid all around. Especially with Rosa Salazar as Alita, just when she she has to do pretty much all of her work um, through like through motion capture. And it's like yeah, even though I think I still think the idea to give her like you know big um, anime eyes, it's like like for for her like for her like interpretation of Alita was a mistake because. Come on, it's like you're not fooling like anyone who like looks at this 
who's familiar with the source material or is aware of like Alita's origins as a manga or is familiar with the um, two-episode two OVA adaptation of the first two volumes, is going to look at this and go, oh, wow, you're trying to give her big, big anime eyes just like just like the source material. Yeah, that's kind of dumb, you know. And yeah, it is. But it's like, at, but watching it, you know, it's like, it wasn't like distractingly dumb. It didn't, like her character didn't fall into the Uncanny Valley. In fact, it's like, I... I think that the uh, the overall um, quality adaptation was pretty solid. I mean, this is clearly made by people who were familiar with the source material. In fact, like, it's also made by you know people who were like, really familiar with the anime adaptation as well, because um, the character played by Jennifer Connelly, Sharon, she is specifically from the anime adaptation, like of the it's like of the manga, and I in you know it's like. Well, you can understand, like, you know, okay, maybe you'd want to hold that against the, uh, against the, the um, the, this, this live-action version itself as, like, oh, well, you're just, like, you know, like, focusing on the adaptation of the adaptation. But, you know, it's like, I'm going to be honest with you, people. It's like, watching that original two-episode OVA adaptation, it's like, was what really convinced me to, um, to dive into the manga itself. It's like, I, like, after watching those two episodes, I thought, wow. Well, this is really good. Like, it, and you're telling me that there's more out there? There's more out there in, like, you know, like a comic book form? <laughs> Shit, yeah. Sign me up. So, yeah. It's like, so I'm, so I'm absolutely not going to hold, it's like, hold the, hold the, uh, like, like, I'm um, Cameron and Rodriguez's decision to, you know, focus on this, on adapting large parts of the, uh, it's like, of the, um, of the uh, anime, it's like, for, for their version. It's like, for for the live action version, like against it, so, and and so it really was just kind of interesting just to see, just to um, watch it and just like acknowledge like you know what parts were from the were from the anime were from the manga parts were from the manga directly because like all the Mortarball stuff that's from the um, third and fourth volumes of the original um, like um, manga release like in it's like in the U.S. So and it's like I. It's, and you know, like, like I said, there's there's some really there's some really cool stuff. It's like in there. It's like you know, like Rodriguez knows how to handle action, and the um and the acting is generally pretty strong overall, even if um they're all just kind of like delivering a script that is basically really expository. It's like and generic. Cause like my my biggest complaint with the film was that the uh, film was that the script is just kind of like really dull for the most part i mean it does a good job of like ex- of setting up explaining the world the world of battle angelia and the characters and their motivations yeah even though it's like it's kind of like hard to explain like you know why um someone like doc ito like who is initially introduced as being really against you know participating in motorball like suddenly decides oh yeah you know i'm gonna like help like set you up set you up for it like it's like you know it's like three quarters of the way through the movie that's eh, that's kind of annoying but um but overall it's like me like the script is just like it's like most of the characters the characters are just like really just spouting exposition and words that just um you know just that just you know like to further the plot it's like it's one of the like um, reviews of the um film of, of the movie that i read Basically, it's got you know like Cameron's facility for world building without his um, 
like knack for memorably, memorably cornball dialogue. And speaking as someone who has good memories of the uh, great one-liners from Aliens and Terminator 2, True Lies and Titanic, it's like, and even, you know, it's like um, Avatar. It's like, I gotta admit, yeah. It's like, it's like, I kind of wish like there was, there had been a bit, there had been like, you know, there's not even like a lot of good, bad dialogue. It's like in, it's like in this film. That's kind of like its big, its biggest weakness here. It's like, but overall, it's like, it's, I said, I was really entertained. And it's like, and if you're like thinking like, this is going to be like a bad movie. It's like that. I have to say, nah, it's good. It was entertaining. And, um, and it's like, it's true to the spirit of Alita. Like, like her character and the uh, and the manga and the anime itself. Um, in fact, like it's actually, it's also really it's actually a really close adaptation, like comparable to the anime and the manga itself. It only really goes like in its own direction, like like with the um with the presence of um Desti Nova. It's like well I kind of well, I did like his um quote unquote appearances through the movie as kind of like the man behind the characters. It's really, it's also at odds with how he's presented in the manga. Um, that being said, though, um, it's like the uh, the actors they got to cameo as him at the very end of the movie. It's like I'd be totally on board with him, like like representing um, Nova. It's like in the sequel, if only because I think that he's probably he probably really good at capturing Nova's manic intensity. It's like. It's like as he's as we've seen him in the as we've seen him in the manga, but you know, like this is all about the. Uh, it's like and we're talking about the manga, the anime itself. I mean, the live action film itself. I mean, I think that the uh, I've talked about the uh, like the manga before. It's like in fact, like I'm if I if I've done my job correctly, there should be a link to my previous podcast about Battle Angel Lita, the manga and its follow up, uh, Battle Angel Lita Last Order, because. Well, the reason it has a follow-up is mainly because that at the end, towards the end of uh, um, Balanjali's serialization, uh, its creator Yuko Toshiro ran into like a really bad, bad patch in his life where it's like where like his health and his personal relations just caused him to just like just like alienate a lot of people who were supporting him throughout like through the creation of the manga, and that's 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 really kind of depressing, but. Um, and that's what that's what really that's what led to the um, we gotta wrap this up now ending that um, the original um, Battle Angel Alita manga has, and you know it's like when um, we got Battle Angel Alita Last Order, I was all for it as kind of like a hey you know this is like talking about the uh, Battle Angel Alita ending we were going to get the one that we were meant to have but didn't quite get. Well, here we are in the year of our Lord, 2019, and. Um, well, not only um, did Battle Angel Lita Last Order wrap up with volume 17, or 17 or 18, I can't go and check right now because I have to get up, get up from my chair, but um, we were also dealing with um, like um, the ongoing series Battle Angel Lita Mars Chronicle because, well, after a big old dispute Kishiro had with his um, editor Shueisha, well, He's not with Shueisha anymore. He's with Kodansha, which is basically if you and if you want a comparison of like what's the difference between Kodansha and Shueisha, Marvel, DC, which one's which? Pick one. 
it's the same difference as far as Japan is concerned. So there you go. But um, the thing is that after Kishiro jumps ship from Shueisha to Kodansha, it really does feel like um, he lost the uh, support um, system that he had that was make that made um, like Last Order as entertaining as it was for as long for as long as it was under um, like um, Shueisha's Shueisha's um, publishing aegis. I mean, it's like when we got to like the last the when um when we got to like the old um stories that were being collected by stories of Battle Angel Lita, last order that were being collected by Kodansha, it was basically a kind of like, oh, we gotta wrap this up. We gotta like um it's a deck clearing exercise that basically saw um like a lot of like like um like a lot of stuff being wrapped up it's like outside of what was being um like shown in in last order up to this point it's like and but it also felt like it it was like very like very simple it's that we're being like told about what was going on for for what was what was the most part and that was kind of disappointing i mean it's like i mean it's like i uh so what so i mean these last two volumes of um last order were kind of like would have been like more disappointing if i if they were it meant the end of battle angel alita like period, but now we've got um, Mars Chronicle, which has been fine, but it's also been like not only just been more focused on 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 the background of Alita's um like you know comrade slash rival Erica, and also her um her mentor um, Baron Muster, which you know hasn't been bad, but it's also lacked like real you know depth and style that the best parts of Last Order had, and. To drive that point home, and I guess to get to the um, real crux of this um, podcast after after all this time, um, we've got um, Battle Angel Lita, Holy Night, and other stories. Because not wanting to miss out on the on uh, capitalizing on a uh, on like the uh, on the, the the big live live action version of this of the series, well, Kudansha um, Kudansha US is also finally republished. Um, the uh, extraneous stories that um, that that Yukito Shira did, it's like like surrounding um, like Battle Angel Alita. It's like it's like you no know, outside of the publication of the the original series and Last Order. These stories include the title story, um, Holy Night, as well as um, like the action-based um, Sonic Finger, and then um, it's like the one-shots on Hometown and Barjack Rhapsody. Now. It's worth noting that um, these stories were that while Kodansha is republishing these stories, these stories were originally um, published um, like while Kishiro was still affiliated with um, with Shueisha, and as such, you know it's like they like they maintain like the same kind of like style and depth that you ex- that you'd expect like you know like while like from like from the store from the battle angel stories he was telling while he was working with them like that being said you know it's like the uh, like they're all so they're all pretty solid in fact if you're like me and you're still clinging to your unflipped um battle angel battle angelita um like stories from like from viz um like this is, you'll read these and you'll think yeah these are kind of like this is kind of like what i expect from like a shiro because holding knights it's like it, it fills in some like interesting gap 
gaps in like in the history of Ido of Doc Ido, the guy who found um, Lita in the uh, scrap in it's like in Iron City's junkyard. It's like and uh, like and uh, it's basically the story of like you know how he was like a few like two years out from being exiled from like from Zalan or Tiferes. It's like if you've read the original manga, it's like and like how he's just like you know trying to um, find a living both as a uh, it's like as a um, cyber cyber doctor and um, hunter warrior, and well, he's kind of doing a bad job of both. But um, one night, like on you know, during like during Christmas, it's like he finds this one girl. It's like like being menaced by a giant by a giant robot manages to save her, and while she's unable to communicate in it's like anything resembling English, it's like he like he names her he names her Carol. And um, decides to take care of her, like um, reasoning that you know she's kind of lost her memory due to, like due to a shock, due to um, shock from her, from her situation. And the actual reasons of this, like, well, if you've ever seen the movie The Island, well, you might have a good idea of where this story is going to go because I guess I kind of spoiled it for you. But it's like it's, but it's a nice, interesting story of that's more about you know like. Ido that shows you how Ido um acclimated to life like in like in the scrapyard. It's like it's like and it's like and also just how it's like at first it's and how like the story just like you know shows him just kinda giving up. It's like until like he realizes what's really going on. It's like and that's and that's kinda cool. It's like it's like I said, it's it's a good like it's a good like, you know, like Especially of like his of his background, and I appreciate it for that. Um, the story that follows the two part Sonic Finger takes place um, after um, Alita um, defeated Jashuga, it's like in the um, motorball, it's like in the motorball finals, and before um, Zapan, before she faced off against Zapan again in, um, it's like in the stories that followed. Now, thinking about Sonic Finger, it's, it makes me re- made me realize that you know the original run of Alita really had no filler at all like it was just like every installment of the uh like of the series just like kept pushing the series forward it's like and that uh, you you really can't take anything out of it without just you know disrupting the uh like the flow of the series as a whole sonic finger on the other hand is basically um filler as it basically involves um like lita and the uh, fan base that she's amassed um, subsequent to her um, her motorball championship, I'm just you know trying to take trying to deal with a, a guy who like who um, a, a legendary um, non legendary um, se- secret bounty um, like fighter, someone who hasn't um, managed to be on the factory's official bounty list because he doesn't use guns; he uses um, ball bearings. To keep, because he knows how to, um, how to like you know fling them, just right in order to like you know, like inflict maximum damage. And as far as an like a straightforward action story goes, it's like it's like it's pretty like it's pretty good. I mean, it's like it's it's interesting seeing this guy, you know, it's like um dismantle Alita's fan club prior to taking out Alita herself. At which point, you know, no, of course she's going to defeat him. I mean, it's like we've read the series i mean we know she's gonna win so there you go but um it really does 
I mean, it's stylish filler, but, you know, it's filler for a series that, you know, kind of wrapped up, like, several years back. Um, interestingly enough, the story that follows it is the uh, first um, post-original run at least a story that um, Kira did called Hometown, which um, follows a uh, deck man, like a one, like a, one of those puffy-cheeked, um, like, octopus mouth like, um, robots that, uh, they were so common to the, like, to the original run that, um, that winds up, that, that winds up, you know, like, get, like, becoming, becoming, uh, getting, like, kind of independence from the factory, and then, um, Alita, back when she was, you know, one of the tuned, like, you know, taking orders directly from Tiferes, or, or, like, or Zalem, it's like, um, tracking, like I'm t- and then taking it out, but you know it's like there, it's but also observing like you know it's um, emotional growth as well. It's like and not and it's kind of it's really like um, hometown is interesting just for like the example of like silent storytelling that it represents because there's really not not a whole lot of dialogue through, throughout the uh, throughout its run, and um, it's just like and it's just. Interesting to observe, like you know how, like how Kashira tells a story, just you know, just from the, from the silent perspective. I mean, there's a lot of silent bits in um, Sonic Finger as well, and that, those are pretty impressive as well. But um, Hometown, like I said, it's, like I said, for a um, for mostly silent story, it's like, it, like I said, it doesn't really add a whole lot to the little mythos, even if it does, like you know, like shows just a bit, you know, of what she was like during, you know like one of those random jobs when she was working as part of, as one of the tuned. Now, then you've got the final, final story, Barjack Rhapsody, which is a lot more interesting. It's like, and, um, it's, and also, and that's because that, because of the fact that it was originally, um, like commissioned because, you know, when it came time to, for, for a situation to try and like, Hey, you know, it's like, we want to go and reprint like these, um, other stories you've done. I'm sure as part of like you know like like as 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 your own like you know elite volume it's like well but you've also got like you need to do like a bit more in order to make this like you know like a volume size thing well barjack rhapsody is pretty entertaining because it follows on from the uh like from the story in last order that um that um showed you what um koyomi um the little like the little girl who um was originally introduced as a uh, like as a as the um, baby daughter like of adopted baby daughter of the uh, of the um, bartender who ran um, like the hunter warrior war hunter warrior bar Kansas like in the original series and then like you know like we, we saw her as the uh, like remember the um, rebel as the uh, like quote, quote, mascot of the uh, barjack um, band of rebels led by Dan like towards the end of um like uh, of the originally the series proper well it's like now she's um you know trying to uh like like work out a living for herself as a it's like like as a photographer for you know for like like for the uh, news media that's that sprung up at you know like po- post project and she's not having a good time time of it and it's not until um word gets out that that um den has come back to life and is like you know trying to re- um, resurrect barjack it's like well that she finally finds out like 
find find some sort of purpose as to what you know like her like her life is going to um gonna contain gonna um it's like gonna have from now from now on. Now this oh like I said it's this this the story is like let's say it's all about just you know it's like hey you know a lot it's all about a lot of people who just realize like hey you know what that they had this one great thing in their life and then it's like it was gone and that was that was den and being a member of barjack and um and koyomi it's like you know she's just one more member of these people of this group and then when she finds out that oh wait a second these the people who are bringing den back well they just found out one one of his old bodies and they're just trying to like bring him back just for their own own personal gain you know, she she it's interesting because she she realizes that oh well don't even if it's just a lie well I like like hey you know it's like maybe you can like we can fake it until we make it so that so so it's kind of so so um the story gains a lot of interesting momentum in the sense that you know it's like the people who that as um calling me like you know eventually gains like like agency over the people who um. Who, who ran this plan in the first place? It's like, and they, when they and they when they realize that, oh my God, like, you know, what have we what have we done? It's like, you know, all these people who are trying to, are like, are bringing, are coming, are showing up to like be parts of Barjack because they believe in Den. What are we gonna do? And Comey's like, no, 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 I got this. It's like it's like it's really fun to see see how she, you know, it's like you know tries to. Uh, how she eventually, like, you know, gains agency over these characters and her, um, and what happens to her when she realizes that, you know, someone else, you know, has, has a bigger plan. It's like, it's like, like over her in this situation. So, it's so like, it's, so it's pretty, so I said, it's pretty entertaining. And, um, and these, and, and so, yeah, it's like, if you're, I guess if you're like me and you're, you said you've just, and you haven't, haven't gone and upgraded your uh it's like your battle angel Alita stories it's like this that holy knight and other stories is absolutely worth um like adding to your like to your collection because it's because they good selection of stories that yeah you know, even that even for the parts that are filler like sonic finger they're still pretty entertaining and they add like add a lot to your like to the overall world of battle angel Alita. So, so yeah, I would absolutely recommend that you do pick up a Holy Night, other Holy Night, other stories because it's, and also, but it's also worth noting that this is like you know, like a good example of the the synergy that Kishiro had when he was working with his editor and other other support supporting members while Shueisha, not with um, Kodansha, who is publishing things right now. Now, uh, that being said, that's not the only, like, side story to um, Battle Angelita. It's like, in fact, um, it's one of the uh, most notable um, Battle Angelita side stories. Also mentioned, is also touched upon in the uh, in the back matter to this to this volume, which I think is great because it, because um, Kishiro goes on length about why he about the context of which these stories were created. It's like, and you know, it's like how they came to be as well, which I love. You know, it's like in any, any, like in any particular, like in every every collection, be it um, 
like American, Japanese, whatsoever. I love hearing about how these stories, how stories were created. And it also mentions, it's also worth mentioning that you now Kishir talks about uh, his, his, um, of his main, his, probably his most notable um, Alita side project, Ashen Victor, which is a story of, um, which is a um, story about um, a competitor and a character in Motorball who is known as the Crash King. Sneb. He's a guy who, um, who just like whenever he, um, whenever he um, engages in motorball, it's like he he crashes. It's like doesn't matter what happens. It's like you know it's like like of of the nineteen races well, he he engaged in, eighteen of them were crashes. What happened in the last one? Well, that's what the story here you know like starts to talk about because. Because well, um, it's like because um, while we're introduced to Snev as kind of a um, this kind of a um, this kind of like a um, like emo type loser who it's like who uh, has kind of resigned himself to his like to his lot in life. It's like well, he eventually gets like you know some like some encouragement from the hooker with a heart of gold, um, Beretta, like saying that you know hey you know eventually you're gonna you're going to be um like e- like the day after he's um like dropped from his team it's like she tells him hey you know you're going to be you're going to be hit, rehired again and you're going to win and um it's not long after that that he realizes that hey not only is he um rehired but Beretta has been brutally murdered like as well it's like and so um Snev has to find find out along with his um like the, the one member of his team who believes in him, it's like, and also um, a fo- another um, like member of um, Beretta's, another friend of Beretta's who was in the sex trade, like to find out just you know what happened to her, why she was murdered in the first place. Well, it's like it's like said, it's pretty interesting, not just because of the fact that um, Kishiro explicitly mentions that this is a that he drew the style, like in the, like um to um to mirror the um. Salad Frank Miller, yes, like the Frank Miller who who did um, it's like who did Dark Knight Returns, it's like and who is just you know just going like, just and has just kind of like, you know like done lots of crazy stuff since, but um, like Kishiro just like you know mentioned that he just loved his um like style in Sin City so much that you know Ashen Victor was done in a um. Like in a, a high contrast, you know, white dark um, Sin City style, and it's pretty impressive to see that see him make this this style his own. But it wouldn't have worked if the story itself weren't weren't so interesting, because the core of it is just Snev, you know, like dealing with the fact that you know, um, that he's that that dealing with his apprehensions about you know being doomed to lose, like, and also just the fact that you know. It's revealed in the story that you know he is loved by um, fans just for the fact that he crashes in every match. So, what happens at the end when um, he finally wins? When he finally achieves that great um, that that one moment of victory that he was supposedly destined for? And also, just why was he losing up to that point? Um, Ashton Victor is like is a very worthy um, like. It's worth checking out, like you know, like just to find out the answers to those questions, and just the fact that you know it's like it's 
it's it's like it, it's sort of expectations as far as you know what you expect from a uh, like from among like like from a sports from a um, sports side story like to a to a too good series. Um, now uh, it's like looking at this, I could have sworn that uh, say that um, Kodansha was going to um, like. Repl- I'm um, reprint this series, and because like I seem to remember that you know them didn't even talking about this. It's like uh, it's like at um, it's like at uh, at um, Comic Con itself. Oh, that's right. The um, the final volume of Battle Angel Leader, the deluxe edition from like from Kodansha, includes Ash and Victor. So, as well as the uh, it's like it was the actual the um. Final, 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 the um, finale to um, the original Battle Angel Lita itself. So there you go. So if you look, so if you're looking at um, like um, bat, so if you're looking at this some um, collect like Battle Angel Lita, like deluxe edition collections, you're, lo- you're thinking like, why are they including this like this other side story to it? It's like, huh, I just want my Battle Angel Lita. It's like, no, trust me, Ash and Victor, it's fantastic, and you should be glad that um, Kodansha is. Like is reprinting this. In fact, like if you, it's like if you don't own Alita, it's like in any in any format at all prior to this point, then please pick up like Kudansha's um like um reprints because like it's a great series, and I guess given how um Alita has turned out to this point, it's like maybe the we got to wrap this up now ending to the original series isn't quite as bad as as originally thought so so really it's like if you haven't so if you haven't picked it up like battle angelita deluxe editions volumes one through six volume six including the consisting of holy night and other stories must add to your to your collection and well it's like hey if you want to go see the movie i think you should i think you should go see that too so how about that john it's like i know this took a while but you know, you gonna go see the movie too? Absolutely. Definitely gonna see it. Sweet man, good mm-hmm. to hear. Yep. So, do you know what you're gonna be talking about next time? Oh man, it's like I've got two potential series that I I could talk about. So, which one I'm going to do? It's gonna be Frau Faust or Incognito. But so I guess it's just gonna depend on which one I feel like rereading prior. Like, um, prior to two weeks from now. So, there you go. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glade. All right, laters. Bye.